Hello, this is Patty Davis. I'm a psychic medium and intuitive, and I'm coming to you from Humboldt County, which is in Northern California, where the redwood trees meet the ocean. Aloha, my name is Jude Lynch, and I am a psychic intuitive energy healer, hailing from the island of Kauai, the garden island of the Hawaiian island chains. Welcome to Spirit Speakers Podcast, where we meet to discuss a variety of topics from two different psychic vantage points. Welcome, this is Patty, and today Jude and I are going to be talking about the chakra system. I'm going to start by giving a brief description of what a chakra is. So chakra is a Sanskrit word for wheel or discs, and it comes from the early Hindu Vedas way back to 2,500 years before the Christian era. And we have seven major chakras within our body and many, many minor chakras. And you can think of them as self-opening valves that channel an electrical current of universal life force into our body. It's where our prana and our chi flows through. And our chakra system absorbs energy and it also radiates out energy. It's where matter and consciousness meet. And within each chakra, there's all this information that's stored. There's karmic information, information from our childhood, our ancestors, things that have to do with our culture, our gender, our current life events, our emotions. They're stocked full of information. And we can use these chakras to diagnose when our energy is off or when something's not flowing. And our life force is flowing through the chakras and the flow between each chakra is just as important as the health of each chakra itself. And each one spins and has its own vibrational frequency, its own color, element, seed sound, food, planet, animal, season. It also governs different physical aspects of the body and also different emotional aspects of the body. So we can look at a block in a chakra and diagnose what's happening physically or emotionally or energetically. And we can also tell when a chakra is activated and burning really brightly and know that somebody has a really healthy chakra if we see that energy showing up that way. So it can be a wonderful diagnostic tool to help with physical and emotional. We can go in there and we can clear things out. We can balance things. We can open them up. We can slow them down, speed them up. We can go in with meditation and take a good look at the health of that chakra and use it to find balance and open up flow of energy within our bodies. It's an amazing tool. And I know, Jude, you use it a lot in your readings. Is that correct? Yes. Chakras for me are the roadmap to the soul. The way I view them is like a pipeline of energy that's moving through you from the crown down and then back around again. The chakras are these energy vortexes where we tend to emit and hold energy. And if those energies are out of balance, the flow is not happening. Our system is not getting the energy from the cosmos, from the higher dimensions. It's an infinite amount of energy that we have access to that can feed us and invigorate our energies and push us forward in a positive way. And if we are not flowing and functioning properly, we will see that reflected in our physical reality. There are seven major chakras that we're going to brief upon. Some symptoms we'll share on how you might notice if you are more blocked or more open in those specific chakras and a couple little key tools you can use to help open and activate those specific areas. So I guess to start this off, let's just ground it down. Start at the root chakra. And Patty, I'm going to hand it over to you. 
All right, perfect. So we have seven main chakras within our body, and the first one is our root chakra. It's either located at the base of the spine or in the perineum. And this is the chakra that we anchor and connect with Mother Earth. This is the chakra that helps us send our little root system in and feel nice and stable and connected. This chakra lets us know that all of our needs are met, that we have a place here, that we're supposed to be here in this time. And this chakra really is a wonderful chakra to utilize when you're dealing with anxiety, you can catch that energy and send it back down. So many of you may be aware or may have done at the old school meditation where you visualize a root system heading down from your first chakra down to the center of the earth. And that's how we utilize the first chakra is by grounding and being present. It also is associated with the color red. So you can utilize any stones that are red, like a garnet or a ruby, to help balance that chakra. Essential oils that are associated with the chakra would be oils that are really earthy, such as sandalwood, cedarwood, patchouli, oils and scents that remind you of the smell of the earth. And the way you activate this chakra is by going out and putting your feet in the soil or laying on the ground or being out in nature. Also, doing things that ground you, such as eating regularly, getting exercise, these are all things that can help activate that root chakra. Jude, what would you like to add to that list? As you mentioned before, I do use the chakras as a roadmap while I'm reading people. That is my main focus. So I have this pretty tangible picture of how I see chakras. And what I'm always looking for is whether or not that chakra is in balance or out of balance. Some of the things that might arise if a root chakra is out of balance, and this is something our listeners can tune into in their own experiences and see if something resonates with them. Root chakras that are blocked, people tend to have a bit of that lack mentality that there's never enough, financial issues, never feeling like they can get ahead, always feeling like they're behind on everything. As Patty said, anxiety, worry. And when we're balanced in the root chakra, that's when we have the exact opposite is when we feel like our basic needs are being met, that the universe is providing for us, that we feel healthy, we feel safe, we feel patient and in the flow with how things are unfolding in our life and in total acceptance, even when things seem like they're not really going our way. Because when we are tapped into that earth energy, Earth is a provider. It is our home. It feeds us. It gives us shelter. And so when we're tuned into that, we've really let go and really surrendered ourselves to being in flow with that energy field. And if we are tapped in, then there is this deeper sense of knowing that all of our needs are being taken care of, which really reduces our sense of anxiety and worry and lack mentality. One of the key things that I understand about chakras is when the energy is in balance and in flow, we're healthy and we're thriving in those specific areas that we described in the chakras. But when the energy becomes stagnant or overwhelmed or toxic energetically, things can start manifesting physically. The physical manifestations is just simply our body's way of moving the energy as quickly as possible. So when I see injury, illness, or disease appear in certain areas of our body, the root chakra would be pretty much anywhere from the hips down, the thighs, knees, feet, the lower arms and hands. 
when we start finding ailments, illnesses, or even simply something like stubbing your toe could be an indication of energy that needs to be moved in that root chakra. So it's always kind of fun and interesting to pay attention to what's happening on your body because it may give you insight into what specific areas or what specific chakras might be needing some more attention. I totally agree with you, Jude. If somebody breaks their foot, stubs their toe, has a knee issue, I see that as a first chakra root system. And the root chakra does also govern our bone system, our skeletal system. So that even if you have a bone injury elsewhere in your body, it can sometimes be a first chakra issue. And also, I forgot to mention that the element for the root chakra is earth, and that says a lot. And the animal is the elephant. And you think of an elephant as being nice and heavy and stable and has a good sense of placement in this world. So the elephant, I think, is a really good visual to help you understand what the root chakra stands for. It's pretty much the number one first chakra that you should be tuning into. It's all about really grounding and anchoring the energy down. I love affirmations and some wonderful affirmations that we can say for the root chakra that can help open those pathways is, I love being in my body. I am centered and grounded. I am at peace with the material world. I am able to let go of fear, and I know that I am eternally safe. Shall we move to the sacral chakra next, our second chakra? So this one is located in our lower abdomen, and the color of this chakra is orange. So we've gone from red of the root chakra up into orange of the second chakra. The meaning of this is sweetness, and this is where our sexuality, our sensuality lives, all of our emotions reside. This is where all of the people we love and all the relationships we have are based in our second chakra. This is a good reason why when you're in a fight with your spouse or your partner, how you can sometimes feel nauseous is because it's all coming from that lower second chakra. And this is also the place of all of our sex organs. Physical dysfunctions here would be impotency, frigidity, bladder and prostate problems. It also can affect your low back. If you have a lot of low back pain, you might want to look at your relationships and see if there's something going on there that might be triggering this low back pain. Some of the oils for this, again, sandalwood could be used here and jasmine and any stones that are of orange color like citrine, carnelian, golden topaz. Oftentimes, if I have an issue going on in my second chakra, I'll use a stone and lay it on my stomach to help balance it out and to maybe meditate and look and see what's in there. The second chakra is a place where there are often issues for women. And that is because women throughout history and our ancestors have been through a lot of abuse and sexual abuse and intimidation, and our sexuality has oftentimes not worked in our favor. And we also have that really strong connection to our children here in our second chakra. So the second chakra of women can really get worked and really be unstable. And I don't know that I've ever met a woman that didn't have some type of issue happening in her second chakra that didn't need some help. And there's a lot of blockage sometimes between the first and the second chakra. In the root, it would be, is it safe to be here? Is it safe to be a female? And then between the second chakra and the third chakra, which we'll go into more, is do my relationships empower me? So Jude, what do you have to say about the second? 
Yeah, I think everything you said is spot on on the sacral. Having read a lot of people do find that there's a lot of imbalance in the sacral chakra. And yes, I tend to read more women than men. So I do see that a lot in women, but there are men out there who also suffer in the sacral. And I think it's a sign of the times too. I think that the modern world, the pressures that are put on us socially to be more open and experimental and all of that, I feel like the sacral is a challenging area. And it's really because it's how we connect to other people. So not only is it what our personal stuff is and how we're working on an internal level, but it's really how we're connecting to others, how our energy is working with their imbalances or balances. So it's like a double whammy here in the sacral. There's a lot of movement in the sacral chakra. It's often associated with the element water. The sacral really is where we feel pleasure, and through pleasure, we can receive more abundance. Some wonderful affirmations for the sacral chakra are, I am alive, connected, and aware. I embrace pleasure and abundance. I enjoy my sexuality fully. Life's sweetness flows through me, and I radiate life's joy. So moving into the solar plexus chakra, it is often associated with the color yellow or gold. It really is where we put our self-worth. When it's in balance, we feel confident, we feel a sense of personal power, self-respect and determination and focus. And when it's blocked, we might be feeling lack of self-confidence, depression, confusion. On the physical level, it could be a constipation, stomach pains, anything in the intestinals. Some essential oils that I like are those really vibrant lemongrass, lemon, grapefruit. I prefer the citrusy ones just because I think they kind of have that lift to it, a little bit more energy. Citrine and sunstone are great stones for the solar plexus. Patty and I have mentioned this before. We really like to use the solar plexus as a focal point for manifesting. To me, the solar plexus is the confidence we put behind our energy to creating the reality that we most desire. Patty, do you have anything that you would like to add about the solar plexus? I could talk about this chakra all day long. This is my fave. So this one, we should tell you where it's located. This is located in your upper abdomen, just below where your rib cage comes together. And the color of this one is that lovely yellow and it's ruled by the sun. And if you can think of bringing the sun down into the space and lighting this up and activating it, that's a really fun meditation. And this is where our life's purpose lives. This is where we find empowerment, our sense of self, our goals, our desires, our dreams. And before we move up into the heart chakra, we have to feel valued. We have to feel worthy of being loved before we can move up. And I personally use vetiver on this chakra every morning. When I get out of the shower, I anoint my third chakra with vetiver and I try to set some intentions and tap into my sense of self before I head out to go to work. And this can also affect your digestion. So if you're somebody that has food allergies coming up or some digestive issues that are occurring that are new, this is where you would want to take some time and tap into that third chakra and see what's happening there. This is place of self-power and self-will. And this is also where your superhero lives. One of the meditations I do with my class when we're working on the third is we visualize our superpowers and we dress up in our costume. And this is where we really feel that we can conquer the world and that we are coming from a place of power and empowerment and fully trust ourselves to make the right decisions and move forward in life. 
So some great affirmations for the solar plexus are, I am confident in all that I do. I stand up for myself. I respect myself at all times. I choose health, healing, and happiness, and I deserve a wonderful life. Um, I would like to add, before we move on through the heart and the upper chakras, the lower chakras are really about our physical reality. It's really about survival in relationships, sex, money, the material world. I have noticed that for some of the more spiritually evolved people, they tend to suffer a little bit more in the lower chakras. If you can really get those lower three chakras in balance and the energy flowing really well, that is like the magic key to unlock having a more pleasant material reality to have more abundance in your life, to have better relationships, to feel more empowered in the work that you do in your powers of manifestation, more tuned in with your divine feminine or your divine masculine. Focusing in on mastering those lower three will make life in the physical reality a lot more pleasant. So moving into the heart chakra, Patty, would you like to take this one? Sure. Thank you for explaining that, Jude, about the lower three chakras being the earthly chakras and the upper three chakras are spiritual chakras. And the fourth chakra is our heart, which is between. And that's our bridge and our connecting point to connect our spiritual selves with our earthly selves. So our heart chakra is so important because it's that really sensitive spot between the two. It's where we find that balance between the spiritual and the physical. And the color of this chakra is usually either green or pink. It's located in the middle of your chest and is associated with your chest, your lungs, and your circulation. Oils for this one would be rose or bergamot. Crystals would be rose quartz, emerald, jade, azurite, moonstone. And this chakra is all about self-love. It's more so, I believe, about self-love rather than giving love. And this is where that flow comes in from the third chakra, where we have to feel worthy of love to be able to love ourselves. We have to value and trust ourselves and know who we are to allow ourselves to be fully loved and to fully love ourselves. So that flow between the third and the fourth is super important. The element for the third chakra, we might have forgotten to mention that, is fire. And now when we move into the heart, the element is air. And this is ruled by the ruling planet of Venus, which makes a lot of sense. So we have touched on the heart chakra a little bit in past episodes of our podcast. And this particular chakra for me, like I said, I see this as extremely sensitive and a place where you really have to pay attention to what's going on there. I don't like to see a lot of people in the heart chakra. I like to keep it pretty cleared out, pretty clean, pretty orderly, and in shape. It's an extremely important chakra. It's the bridge. It's the deep connection. The heart chakra is where we express compassion. It's more of a universal connection than like a more intimate connection that we were explaining in the sacral. When a heart chakra is blocked, some symptoms of that is when you might be overreactive, when you take things too personally, like literally taking things to heart, fear of rejection, codependency, anger issues. These can all be signs of being blocked in the heart chakra. My personal essential oil that I love for the heart chakra is ylang ylang. It's like a green flower with a beautiful aroma. The heart chakra 
it is more about self-love, but by divine design, it is also another way that we can connect to others. I think that we were given two places, the heart and the sacral, because if one of them becomes super blocked, at least we have the other one as the backup chakra in order to be able to make connections with others. But I do agree the sacral is more for the intimate connections. The heart chakra is for more of a universal connection to the whole world, everything, the plants, the animals, the elements, and most of all to ourselves. Some affirmations for the heart chakra are, I am kind to myself. I allow love to fill me up. Love guides my actions. I am able to let go of the past. I forgive and love myself and others. Moving on to the throat chakra. The throat chakra is associated with the color electric blue or sky blue. It's located at the base of the neck and rules communication and expression. When it's balanced, we'll have a good sense of self-expression, we'll be honest, we live with integrity, we are good communicators, we have a sense of purpose, and when it is blocked, you could be a little bit more introverted, maybe a poor listener, or arrogant, and buying into other people's opinions, not really expressing our own thoughts and feelings about things. My favorite essential oil for the throat chakra is peppermint or spearmint. And a gemstone that I love for the throat chakra is turquoise. Patty, what would you like to add about the throat chakra? Well, the body parts that are associated with the throat chakra would be your throat, your ears, your nose, your mouth, your teeth. As a diagnostic tool, if you're having a lot of issues with your teeth, then you could suck on a piece of lapis or a piece of aquamarine, or you could do some affirmations for the throat chakra. Whenever I see somebody that has a blocked throat chakra, I suggest that they hum or sing or take up chanting just to activate that chakra and to get things moving. And another thing is creativity. I see the two main chakras that hold our creativity as the third chakra, the solar plexus, and the throat. And the throat chakra is how we announce who we are, how we communicate. And it's also how we express ourselves. And that's what we do creatively. When we do something creatively, we are expressing an intimate piece of ourselves. We're sharing that with the world. It's a very sacred act to be creative. And if you think of the third chakra, that's where a lot of our creativity comes because we have to have a strong sense of self and of self-worth to feel that we are being accepted and that our creativity is important to put out there and to share with the world. And it's the same with the throat chakra, that what we have to say is important and is valuable and it's very creative act. So the throat chakra, of course, can be singing and speaking, but it also can be writing or journaling or doing anything, you know, knitting, sewing. Those are all aspects of creativity. And the ruling planet on this is Mercury and the element is ether. And some of the emotional dysfunctions would be perfectionism an inability to express your emotions or again, blocked creativity. Yeah, I often see the throat chakra as being plugged into whatever our specific spiritual gifts are. And that is an act of expression. It's like, what is it that we came here to do? And are we plugged into that energetic space that brings the wealth of that knowledge and wisdom to whatever gift that we want to bring into the world forward? 
are we a great writer? Are we super good at math? Are we great dancers, great singers? Yes, those are obvious. But even the car mechanic, you're tapped into some space that makes you really knowledgeable on a specific topic. And the throat chakra is really that pathway to bring that energy, that knowledge, and that wisdom forward into our physical reality. And I know a lot of people, when they come see me, they're always like, I feel like my throat chakra is blocked. And what I've noticed is it's not necessarily that a throat chakra is just open or blocked. It really is the quality of the energy that is moving through there that has a lot to do with how healthy a throat chakra is. So you can have a very open throat chakra, but just be spewing out a lot of negativity and drama. Or you could have a more closed throat chakra, meaning someone who's not really speaking a lot or talking a lot, but they internally vibrate or emit a very positive energy. Some people just think if I'm not talking a lot, my throat chakra is closed or blocked, and that's not really what it is. It's about the quality of the energy that we're bringing forward into our reality. That's the way that I see that throat chakra. One of my favorite things to prescribe to people outside of, yes, humming and mantras is karaoke. So I highly recommend it. I tell people who tend to be blocked or have a problem speaking in front of others to go up on YouTube, pick a couple of your favorite empowering songs, practice them a hundred times, and then go somewhere and sing them in front of everybody. I feel like that is one of the most empowering and powerful medicines you can do for the throat chakra. And scary. <laughs> but you're conquering the fear. That's, that's the fun of it. Okay, so some of the affirmations for throat chakra is I speak up for myself, I express myself with clarity, I speak with confidence, I speak to what is true, and I express my gratitude towards life. Thanks, Jude. And now we're moving up into the third eye, our sixth chakra. And this is our brow chakra. It's located between our brows and up a little bit higher on our forehead. The color is indigo. And this is all about telepathic energy. This is where our intuition lives and our psychic abilities. And you've all seen that depicted as an actual third eye. And this represents our ability to see beyond what we can see with our physical eyes. This is how we just trust what it is we're getting. This is also the place of direct knowing. You can call this a place of wisdom or also emotional intelligence. It's our sixth sense. And the color, as I said, was indigo. So any crystals or stones that have that indigo color work. Amethyst is a really important stone for this chakra. If it were to be blocked or dysfunctional, it could result in headaches, poor vision, neurological disturbances. It can also cause nightmares and learning difficulties or hallucinations. This is the place where we tap into all of our amazing psychic abilities. And the meaning of the chakra is to perceive or to know. So if you were somebody that has a lot of headaches, it could be that you have a block in your third eye. Oftentimes, if the third eye is closed, it may be because someone's fearful of what they may see or fearful to see too much at a time. And it's important to know that we can set intentions that our visual or our psychic abilities come in nice and gently or at a flow that we're able to handle or that we're comfortable with. And Jude, I know you have things to add on here, I'm sure. As we start going up the chakras, I feel like the frequency gets raised a little bit more, a little bit more. And in the third eye, we've come 
up so far in frequency that this is really the place that we're able to connect to spirit, to connect to our guides, and get our intuitive and divine downloads as well. We really want the third eye to be open and clear because this is really how we listen to our guidance and follow our intuition. Some of the affirmations for the third eye chakra are, I am connected to the divine source. I honor and follow my intuition. I think positively and with optimism. I invite sacred transformation. It is safe for me to see the truth. And moving now to the crown chakra. The crown chakra is associated with the color lavender. Some people see it as white. This is located at the top of the head. It is what connects us to the oneness, the whole. When it is balanced, we feel open-minded, inspired, spiritually connected in states of bliss and awareness. And when it is blocked, we may feel hopelessness, depression, alienation, lack of focus, and also headaches. One of my favorite essential oils for the crown chakra is frankincense. And the gemstone that I like to use for that crown chakra is quartz, but any purple, lavender, or clear stones would be really great options. The crown chakra is where we connect with our higher selves, with truth, with universal love. It's also how we access healing energy. And I also would like to add the color gold in there in addition to the colors that you see, because oftentimes healing energy I see coming in as a beautiful sparkly gold energy, and we access that through the crown. Some of the emotional dysfunctions that are associated with the crown would be depression or obsession or confusion. Also, things such as epilepsy and Alzheimer's can come from the crown chakra being blocked. This is just where we connect with the divine. This is where we open up and we connect beyond this physical world with the highest possible vibration that there is. It's also important that we filter our crown chakra. We want to be nice and open so we can connect with our higher selves and bring in healing energy. But we also want to have pretty strict rules on what we allow in here. And this is where we can call our spirit guides in and ask them to help filter the energy that comes in here. This is where we can play with the astral planes and traveling and going into other dimensions. It's where our energy first came in when we decided to be human beings, and when we leave, that's where our energy exits. It's the entry point and the exit point of our soul. Yeah, I'd like to add here that sometimes this chakra specifically more than the other chakras is where I notice that not only do we experience crown chakras that are blocked, but sometimes crown chakras can be over open. And that's where I resonate with what Patty says with knowing what to filter. Because sometimes when I see a chakra that's over open, somebody embarked on a very intense psychedelic experience and literally blew their mind open, or they're really going through a hard experience and they're doing a lot of praying and they're looking for a lot of guidance that can really stretch that crown chakra extra open, trying to find some relief. But what happens is the energy that comes in can be totally overwhelming and it can be interpreted as being blocked because there's too much information coming in and we're not able to decipher what is relevant to the information that we need and what is just spinning in thoughts when our crown chakra is over open, which can make it feel like it's closed. So we want the crown chakra to be at a nice steady opening, not too, too open, definitely not closed. We want it kind of in a nice middle ground as far as the opening. 
Jude, one of the things I've heard it described as is a thousand petaled white lotus. And I love that because if you can visualize that lotus, that gives you a lot of play in how much you want to open, how fluid you want that to be. And you can play with how much you want to let in and how much you don't want to let in by working with all of these petals. Some of the affirmations for the crown chakra would be, I go beyond my limiting beliefs. I accept myself totally. I honor my body as my temple. I am divinely guided and inspired, and I am infinite and boundless. So that is a very quick briefing on all of the seven chakras. I know Patty and I could probably do an entire podcast on each one individually. There's so much information. This was just a primer to give everybody a basic understanding on chakras, how they work, and how they help us understand different areas of our experience why things may be flowing for us better in some areas and feel more blocked in others. The chakras is an amazing roadmap to help us pinpoint and decipher and focus in on specific areas to do energy work, to do affirmations, to use crystal healing and aromatherapy. All of the symptoms that we described and all of the tools that we offered are things that you can put into practice to help move the energy, get it flowing more. Understanding chakras for me was life-changing, and I think that if everyone had just a very basic understanding of the chakra system, it would make navigating life a lot easier. I agree, Jude. And using the chakras are a great tool between the physical and the spiritual. We can take physical ailments that we're feeling and we can associate them with energetic things that are happening and vice versa. So it gives us an opportunity to better know our entire being, ourselves as not only physical beings, but also as spiritual beings and find that place of balance within the two. I would like to share how I even discovered chakras. I was 22 at the time, and I was in the middle of a very depressing and awful relationship and young and naive and helplessly in love with somebody who was not ready to meet me in that love. I was very depressed, and I feel like I had been in this depression for a few years, was dealing with a lot of self-hatred and lack of self-worth and really putting my happiness into somebody else's hands. Well, one day, a friend had invited me to this festival, and we were standing there minding our own business, and this woman walks by me and rings a tuning fork in my ear, though I didn't know what it was at the moment that it happened. And the second I heard this tone in my ear, I felt this unhinging in my heart. What I felt like, and in my mind's eye, I saw this floodgate of mud just pouring out of my heart. And this all happened within three, four seconds of this woman passing by me with this tone in my ear. And it was so powerful and so intense that I nearly fell to the ground. And I grasped my chest and took this huge breath like I had been holding my breath for two years. And this was the first time I had this breath. So when I gained my composure and I chased her down and I was like, what was that? What did you just ring in my ear? You spilled my heart, I said. And she said, this is a tuning fork tuned to the heart chakra. And I remember feeling really validated in that second that I experienced it in the heart and didn't experience it somewhere else and that this tuning fork, as she explained to me, was specifically tuned to a heart chakra frequency. 
from that moment on, I was a believer. It was such an intense and powerful release just from a few moments of a sound at a very specific frequency. I didn't know what a chakra was. I didn't know that sound could activate and move these energies. And that one experience, whoever that woman was at that specific place, changed my life. And she just, for whatever reason, felt like ringing it in my ear as she walked by me. So I started doing some studies. I purchased a set of chakra tuning forks. And this was at a time when they weren't really readily available. I think there was probably one place to get them at that time. It is the same set of tuning forks that I still use today with my clients. I have had many, many, many hours um, in experiences with that specific set of tuning forks. That is where I started my journey with the chakras and understanding sound in its relation to the chakras and the subtle energies within our soul body. I am a full believer. I stand behind the power of the chakras 100%. And I hope our listeners out there may be inspired to start looking into them for their personal healing. Thanks, Ju. That's a great story. I also wanted to mention that there are many, many books out there and videos and information on the chakras. Sometimes they contradict themselves a little bit, but most of them follow a general pattern of what each chakra represents and the colors, etc. However, it's important that if you are meditating and you're in the heart chakra and you're expecting to see pink or green and you see purple, don't fight that. Go with what you get. And there's nothing written in stone. And it's important that you trust yourself and that you let things flow from where they are rather than trying to redirect them. I have a client that's extremely psychic and she always sees the color purple in her heart chakra. And she always has, and that's what works for her. So as we always say, you need to follow your own intuition and do what you're comfortable with and allow your information to come in the way it's being presented to you. Right. I rarely psychically for my clients do I see chakras at their very specific color. I do see them at the color that they're associated with, but that is actually kind of rare. (laughs) They come in all sorts of colors, shapes, sizes, and images. Yeah, I agree with that, Jude. I think I see them more as dim or bright either a very high frequency or kind of a low frequency. And each chakra does have its own frequency. And the root chakra is a much lower frequency than the crown chakra. However, they should be radiating at a nice frequency, I think, if they're healthy and balanced. I think that a great book, it's kind of like the go-to manual for chakras is called The Wheels of Life. And it's by Anadea Judith. It's the reference book that covers the ins and the outs of all the chakras. And it's a really great book that you can just kind of pick up and open up some pages, get into one section and deepen your understanding of the chakras. It's one of my favorite reference books. I totally agree. I have that book in my library and go back and refer to it all the time. It's a wonderful book. Well, thank you all for joining us on this brief walk through the chakra system. We hope that you've heard something that you can grab onto and that you will take this information and do some exploring yourself and start diagnosing what's happening with your body. Instead of just living with a headache, you go in and take a look at your third eye and see what's happening there. It's just a wonderful way to move beyond the physical plane. Like we said, the chakras, we could go on and on. There is so much information out there and so many different ways that you could tune into each chakra and ignite the energy around those chakras. I wish you all well on exploring that and finding what resonates with you. 
Thank you all for listening. We always appreciate it. And we look forward to many more interesting topics soon to come. Thank you for being here. And we look forward to the next time. Take care. Aloha. Aloha.